We're going to talk about compassion today. We're going to go as deep as we possibly can. If you want, you can go back to the Deep Thoughts on Procrastination episode. This is kind of the sequel to that in a way, just getting my deepest thoughts that I can possibly get on this topic. We're also going to be talking about listening, building, and serving other people, and it will be uh, it'll be solid. So as always, if the podcast helps you out, then definitely check out more episodes. Let me know what you think and a lot more good stuff coming soon. So more stuff's in the show notes. I love you all. Let's just jump right into it. There's literally so many things I could talk about with compassion. Let's start with this quote that I came up with on LinkedIn a little bit ago. And I made this post that says that compassion can never equal distraction. I think this is absolutely crucial. Actually, let's just let that sink in a little bit. Compassion can never equal distraction. You have to be paying attention. You have to be paying attention to what's going on. Otherwise, you're going to completely miss all the beautiful opportunities to be compassionate and stuff. It really blows my mind. There's different things that if we respond to it a certain way, then we can really influence how somebody feels about themselves, how they feel about the rest of their day. And ultimately that is kind of their choice. But at the same time, we get to influence that a lot. I can think of times when I was at Stu Kent and maybe I wasn't having a really good day and then my manager, Bryce, or somebody else, they'd look, they'd look out for me. They'd reach out to me and I'm like you are the most wonderful human being ever. And they're like, how about we just play a shuffleboard game? Let's just talk about that last call. Let's just do this. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. And it makes me think of this quote that how you treat something is going to influence what it will become. I think this is absolutely crucial to keep in mind. And we are talking about listening right now. Like you need to listen to yourself. This is something that I have struggled so much with recently is I've been like, you know what? I'm going to listen to like what other people say of me. I'm going to listen to what they're struggling with instead of listening to really what I need. What does Dallin need? It's like, I've some reason let myself in recent months, I'm getting out of it right now. It's like, I, I'm like, you know what? I'll be okay no matter what. And I'll survive. That's not the right mindset. That's not like somebody that really is looking out for somebody else. They don't just want them to survive. They want them to thrive, thrive, surprive, thrive. They want them to thrive. They want them to do well. They want them to succeed. And that's how they show it is they're listening. They're building them up. Honestly, listening is probably the best, one of the best skills you could possibly develop because it leads to empathy. It leads to conflict resolution. It leads to all these other different beautiful things. You think of like, how you build trust of people. A lot of it isn't so much what they say. It's how they listen to you. It's like, oh, this person really gets me. They really understand where I am coming from. When I come to this person with my advice and perspectives, they help me a lot. This is how I feel about a lot of my friendships. This is how I feel about my relationship with God, you know, and different things of that nature. There's this consistency that when I reach out to this person, they're compassionate. And a big part of being compassionate is not looking at just what is right in front of them, but is also remembering this person has dreams, hopes, ambitions, and I want to help them reach those. Not getting swallowed up in the moment. I think that's so such a big part of compassion because, you know, I look at Jesus, you know, in the in the Bible and, and you know, different people he is compassionate with. He was looking at that person's long term journey. 
He was recognizing that this was this moment where he got to influence exactly, not exactly, but he could influence a lot where they were going from that point on. He could choose to be compassionate. He could choose to show compassion and be kind, or he could choose to not be compassionate. It's Jesus. He's always going to be compassionate. But he recognized he had that amazing opportunity. He listened to the opportunity and he listened to the person there in the opportunity. And he listened to himself in the opportunity. So he's listening to the opportunity. What is the opportunity speaking to him? Then he listens to himself. And he's also listening to the other person and hearing them out. When you get those three things together, beautiful magic happens like cereal bowl. I don't, I need a cereal. We need a cereal sound effect and I don't have cereal. I have cereal in the back. I could go get some, but probably not going to do that right now. But just imagine just following cereal, just Lucky Charms or whatever your favorite cereal is. Just imagine that just like falling, just falling into a cereal bowl. It's a beautiful thing when you're able to have that listening to yourself, listening to another person, listening to the the situation. Because when you're able to listen, you're able to see like a little bit of like, okay, let me understand where you're coming from. Because once we're, once we're talking way too much, all of a sudden we're not really being compassionate. We're trying to just we're just trying to talk and it really helps when we're being compassionate. One of my favorite examples of compassion is in the Bible, Luke 15, the prodigal son. You know, you the you might know the story. Son is like, hey dad, you know, I've worked really hard. I'm ready to get all of the stuff that I've earned. I'm ready to just take it and I just want the money right now. And he's like, dad's like, okay. Gives him the money. Son goes out, riotous living, does whatever, comes back. On the way being back, he's like, you know what? Some of my dad's servants, they they eat and they live and their life is pretty good. And look at me, I I don't even have that. And so he goes and goes to help out swine, you know, pigs, and he wants to eat the hus that the pig are leaving behind. Like the parts of the corn, that's all the corn is gone. He wants to eat that. That's how desperate he is. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go tell my dad, hey, I've sinned against heaven before the, I'm no more worthy to be called your son and just make me one of your hired servants. That was his plan. On the way there, dad sees him, literally says in the scripture, he had compassion, possession. He had compassion, ran, gave him a kiss, you know, fell on his neck, kissed him. You know, I am, the son said, Dad, I've sinned against heaven before thee. I have no, I'm nowhere worthy to be called thy son. And the dad's like, bring forth the best robe, fatted calf, kill it. You know, bring bring it all together because my son was dead. He's alive again. He's lost and it's found. And so he completely envelops his son with compassion. This isn't something that the son more or less earned. It's just because his son is his son and the dad loves his son. And there's a really beautiful thing here is just that we get to have these crossroads and how are we going to respond when these things happen? Are we going to respond conditionally or unconditionally? It's really hard to respond unconditionally, but that's something that the dad here was able to do is he was able to be unconditionally loving and he was able to fortify, edify, build up his son. You know, something talked about in Ephesians 4.29 that if you don't let corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, then you can edify those that you talk to. You can minister grace to them. You can do all this beautiful stuff with the power of words. And this is something I've seen over and over again, for sure, something I'm very passionate about. And so we get to build other people up. We get to see them not as they are at present, but as they can become with heavenly intervention and just with just with like good stuff because like good stuff is coming and it's something that I've struggled with believing but as I get farther along 
it just helps me see there's this need to have patience. We think of like playing a Sellers of Catan game, playing Pokemon, playing Candyland or any game. In the beginning, it might be a little bit boring, but then it, there's a point where it gets really fun because you're like, you've got the thing going, you're, you're, you've got it going along, you know? And that's a lot of times what happens with these friendships and relationships too, is sometimes we let them die down when really they just need more love and compassion. They just need more time. They just need more love. Love is a verb, you know, just show love for that person. When you do that, then love is going to result. Wow. You show love, then love is going to result. But obviously it's a little bit crazier than that. But just remembering that when we are compassionate, there's the scripture that soft words turn away wrath, sweet words are as a honeycomb, health to the soul, marrow to the bones or something like that. Like whenever we're compassionate and we're holding back all this garbage that wants to come through our mouths and we're like, that's not for this person. That's not even for me. That's not even worth it. Like just no. And we let through that little beautiful crevice of our mouth, these beautiful tiny little words that lift, that inspire, that make a difference. It really does help. It does good for our soul. It does good for other souls. And we don't even have to know that we're changing, you know, somebody's life. We don't have to know that we're making their day. I try to spread as much sunshine as I possibly can and be as compassionate as I can. And I don't have to know the long-term effect of what I'm doing. All I need to trust in is that if I reach out and be kind and, you know, just recognize I could be in this person's shoes. That's, that's empathy is putting yourself in their shoes. Like, what is this person feeling and potentially understanding? What, what do they, how do they see this situation? You know, when you do that and you're able to be kind and listen to them, then that really is such a big, such a big difference. There's this book I've been reading called uh, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. It has a tiny bit of language in it, but Brene Brown's a genius. So, yeah. But she talks about how there's like, there's shame and there's guilt. And guilt is, I did something bad. Shame is, I am bad. I'll be completely honest. I've been giving myself more of the shame pill than the guilt pill. I think you can have the guilt pill a lot. And then you're like, wait a second. If I'm this consistent at doing things that I feel are not good, then I must not be good. And so it turns from I did something bad into I am bad. And this is what we cannot allow to happen, especially when it comes to being compassionate on ourselves. This is something that I am learning to do a lot more right now. And I'm focusing on is giving myself the exact same grace that I give other people because don't I deserve it? I mean, we all deserve it. We all deserve kindness. We all deserve compassion. And of course, there's people that might take advantage of that or whatever. And that's that's going to come back around to them. It just, that just is how it is. You see it in movies. I saw it, what movie? I saw it, I saw it in the Beauty and the Beast remake where, Gaston gets helped up and then he immediately tries to kill the beast again. And I'm like, Gaston, what are you doing, my guy? And then Gaston falls through the cracks and dies, you know, and just like, that's not good. Whenever I've been really kind to somebody, oftentimes it has come back around to build me up. Somebody comes back around, hey, you really helped me out that day. Let me do something for you. 
you know, and we just never know because when whether we know it or not, all of the things that we're doing can be magnified to any limit to reach out and lift up that person. So I might be saying, hey, you did a really good job on this. Or I told this one girl she had really, her hair looked really nice because it did. So I, you know, like your hair looks really nice. And she's like, thank you. But she might be hearing something else from that. Like, oh, I did a good job doing it or something like that. You hear different stuff and it's a beautiful thing. And there's, you just never know what somebody might be needing. And you never know like what their love language might be. You never know like what they might be feeling and experiencing in that moment. Maybe they're feeling unlovable. And so when you help them feel that love, it really can change the tides of what they experience and feel from that point on. Like there's literally people that have smiled to me at a consistent basis. And I will always be thankful for that. Even though that was in college, that was a while ago. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that one person that would smile at me whenever I saw them. And it was just such a wonderful thing. Wasn't that such a beautiful, wonderful gift that they gave me was just a smile, just a, Hey, I'm glad you're here. Kind of smile. There's this one story that I really appreciate of this young girl that would go to school and she'd see this guy who was driving to work and she'd always smile at him and just how much of a difference it made for that guy. And it, and I think it just got better or they met or, or something like that. And he was able to thank her and stuff. But like, we never know the impact of what we're doing, what we're doing right now. I think of just when you're creating any army, there needs to be momentum. There needs to be good stuff. Like you need to have medics. You need to have people doing research. It's like we're thinking of our life right now. If we're thinking of like what we're able to output currently, there needs to be R&D. There needs to be medics that are taking care of things to help improve processes. And there also needs to be straight up barracks that are sending out soldiers every day. We don't realize it, but there's people that feel they're fighting a losing battle. They feel that their life is ending and that what they're able to put out they're running low. I mean, I've been playing Balloons Tower Defense a little bit. I've been getting back into the video games because that honestly helps me with my creative process and stuff. Sometimes helps me come up with these analogies. And, you know, sometimes you want to put out more stuff. Actually, it was Wargroove. I wanted to put out more stuff, more coins and more stuff. And like, I didn't have enough money. And so the enemy just comes up is like, and it's like taking me down. And I'm like, oh no, it's like, I don't have anything to defend against that. But when you have an ally, you have a surprise attack. You have a bonus item. You have a bonus, somebody that comes out of the woodwork, out of nowhere. It's a beautiful thing. And I always want to be that person. To be that person right now though, I have to take care of myself. I can't do as much as I've been doing of like putting myself out there like crazy. I have to lift up myself so I'm able to lift up other people. There has to be more balance, at least in that, in that regard, regard so that I can go out and I can lift up somebody and help them out. But just imagine like you're struggling, you're fighting, you're, you're not quite sure what is going to become of you sort of thing. And then all of a sudden you see like 10,000 legions of angels or whatever. And it's all these kind words that people are saying, or it's somebody reaching out to you or somebody did the dishes for you or somebody did all this stuff. That's compassion. This is something that Moose showed me a lot at in college. Like sometimes he just make me hot chocolate or something like that. And that's like giving all of my soldiers this amazing, amazing level up. Like we are loved soldiers. We are going to just take down everything and it's going to be beautiful. And it's just this refresher 
that you didn't realize you needed it that bad. And that's really what compassion is able to do. And the exact opposite is what like ingratitude and just turning a blind eye, you know, that's what that does is it, you know, holds back, weakens. You think of like all these teenagers and stuff that have, and college students too, that have these really amazing dreams and they just feel like they're fighting that losing battle or they feel like they're not making any progress. It's so sad, but we can choose to serve. We can choose to send out what we can send out without putting ourselves in jeopardy. So those who have more to give can give more and that's okay. You know, like we want to give as much as we can. The widow in the widow's might gave literally all she had. We just need to know how much we're comfortable of giving and give that whether it's time, money, etc. Obviously it helps to hurt a little bit when you give, but you don't want to hurt yourself so much that you're not able to feed for your kids. That's just kind of pointless. You have to be able to fight your own battles, right? So it's really good to be able to fight and help with fighting other battles. That was always one of my favorite things in like Dungeon Siege or any of those multiplayer games is when we're going through a dungeon together and we're like, and my character's helping out their character, like, and they're just like fighting and going at it. And I'm like, my character is putting in work right now and he is useful and he's helping out your character. And this is something that we can do in our lives. I've shared my poetry before with random people and they appreciate it. And that's just a little like, just kind of like, Hey, this, I hope this helps this you out. Maybe that is something that lines up and helps them out. Maybe it's not, but at least it's nice that somebody cares that somebody knows that they're not fighting this battle alone, that I want to send at least a couple of my soldiers out to help them out. And, you know, the interesting thing of being compassionate and showing love is there really is no limit to it. The more we create, the more ideas we'll have. Like I've had ideas while doing this episode and I'm like, yo, I could run more of this idea off camera. I could write about that. There's no limit to it. So it really does help to show that kind of compassion and love and, and support. You think of anybody that is serving somebody else. It's because they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. It doesn't help really to serve someone and not actually mean it. You know, it's interesting because I don't know, there, there's a lot of different stuff I could go around. I'm thinking about like waiters right now. And it really is just a wonderful thing when you just genuinely care about the customer and you're like, I really hope this customer has a good day, it like actually shows. And so it's less robotic and it's more natural and it's more real. And there's a compassion there. And please do not Look at somebody and be like, oh, that is a waiter. That is my McDonald's employee. No, that person is a person. Again, they have ambitions, they have hopes, they have dreams. And there's somebody that could use some compassion and encouragement. I shared a scripture over the phone with this lady I was calling about my bank stuff. I was like, can I share a scripture with you? Shout out. No, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> she was so nice. She was so nice. And I shared the scripture and she's like, that, I really needed that. You know, and I talked with somebody in the McDonald's drive-thru about LinkedIn's like, Hey, let me help you get a job or something. I don't know how much I'll be able to help, but I can do something, you know, just little stuff like that. You just never know what it'll lead to. And that's serving. It really helps to build people up and to not look at who they are at present. It's happened so many times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not quite sure. And then all of a sudden that person's doing amazing stuff and it's like, well, okay. It's a good thing that I stayed in touch with that person. I was kind to them and I cared about them. Because sometimes we have these feelings, we have these good feelings about people, we don't really know. But a lot of that is like intuition. And I would believe some of that's also the spirit of God. That's like, hey, 
this person is somebody worth reaching out to this person that's worth keeping an eye on because I know their future. I know what they're going to do in the future and you should keep an eye on them and you should help them out. You should build them up. And I'm really thankful for friends that, that do that for me, that regardless of how much I'm struggling or what I've struggled with or whatever I'm feeling, they're still super compassionate with me. They're like, Dallin, we care about you as a person. We're here to help you out. You know, that's, there's really nothing so valuable as that. And this is something I've honestly struggled with sometimes is I want to be more compassionate. I want to be there more for people. But the thing is like, you cannot be all in for every single person. And some people are not going to want your help when you're able to give it. And so you need to be able to use the help that you want to give and be able to give it to yourself. This is a beautiful thing. There's literally no limit to what compassion can do. And there's like charity, which is the pure love of Christ. And it's that, that power that is able to change lives really is that, you know, that you love things and that, you know, that life is going to get better and that you're just going to reach out and build up people. It's the abundance mentality. It's all this different stuff. And it's shown through compassion of caring about people and reaching out to them and helping them out and not just looking over them. I mean, the good Samaritan, the story of that is that the guy, you know, there was these people that passed by him. And then there's this one guy who stopped and had compassion and helped him out. You know, it's, we never really know what somebody's going through. We really don't. It really helps just to pick people up and help them out and just ask how they're doing and just listen because we never know what it's going to lead to. But for me, you know, compassion is super, super duper huge. I wanted to end this with a little bit of a cool thing from a talk called Remember Lot's Wife from Elder Holland of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is my favorite, one of my favorites. I listen to this talk from him pretty often. It talks about this story of Remember Lot's Wife. So the story is that God told Lot and his family to leave Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah is going to get destroyed and everybody's leaving. And then Lot's wife looks back and she gets turned into a pillar of salt. She wanted to go back to that life. She wanted all that back. And this is something I've honestly struggled with a little bit too. As I look back, I'm like, man, college was great, you know, and there's things I could have done better. And it's like, oh, I don't know, you know, is life, is life really still going to be amazing? Or did I mess things up or, or something like that? You know, it's such an interesting thought, but you know, faith is for the future moving forward and continuing to try. And uh, Elder Holland talks about how him and his wife shortly after they were married, they were walking and they were, they had no money, low confidence and stuff. And how he told her like, Hey, should we give up? I can get a good job. I don't need to have a degree. I can get a good job and it will work out. And it's like, the future doesn't hold anything for us. And his wife grabs him by the you know lapels and said, we're not going back. We're not going home. The future holds everything for us. And she just tells him like how she's willing to set aside everything from the past and completely pass, move forward towards the future. And that's exactly what compassion is all about is just continuing to move forward and to love someone despite different struggles. I mean, obviously you need to choose, you need to choose accordingly. But, you know, for Patricia Holland and I met her in person, she's super awesome. She's like, I'm so invested in you. We are going to make it. We're going to do awesome. We're going to do so great. And it's completely okay. And so she showed compassion on him in that moment. It was like kind of tough compassion, tough love, but she totally did. 
She wasn't like, oh, you're being so pessimistic or she didn't condemn him for what he said. She just said, hey, she listened to him and she built him up. We're not going back. The future holds everything for us. I'm committed to you. We're going to move past this. We're going to move forward. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Listening, building, and serving. We could talk about it all day long, but I feel like this is a pretty good feeling of sending soldiers to help out other people with our kindness, building them up, listening to them. What what are they struggling with? Understanding that better and just continuing to reach out and help them and build them up. And regardless of whether their paths go, just wishing them the best. And when you need to kind of letting things go or pushing them forward, you know, whatever you need to do, that's compassion. And we're not perfect at it. God's perfect at it. Jesus is perfect at it, but we can certainly do what we can and it can change lives and make a real difference. So those are my deep thoughts on compassion. I think if we did this again in another year or so, I'd have different thoughts, but these are my deep thoughts that I have right now. And I hope that was helpful. Definitely check out the show notes for more stuff. And uh, just thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to yield today and it'll be a better tomorrow.